Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello, everyone. We are back on Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving. Today, we are talking about stress management. In the fast pace of a modern lifestyle, a feeling of stress is inevitable. Stress was present before the pandemic. However, during the pandemic and after it, the level of stress present in an average life has increased immensely. Working parents, as well as students and teenagers, went through a lot of new changes. Working from home, online learning, and not having social interactions for a long time changed the habits and increased workloads on many people. We here and Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving are here to provide an insightful emphasis on the ways that stress affects everyone in different ways. Today, we will be interviewing and chatting with a person who will be sharing her experience and opinions on how to show how she manages stress around work and work life and parenting. Hi, Poonam. Please introduce yourself to the virtual audience. Hello, everyone. My name is Poonam Nathpal, and I'm a software professional working at Cisco for the last 21 years. Yes, I'm a mother of two children, one undergrad, 21 years old daughter, and one 16 years old boy who is a high school junior. And I agree with Seerath. There are many stresses in the current environment, and I would be happy to share my coping skills with my audience who are curious to know. Thank you so much. Now let's get on with the questions. There's no definition of stress that everyone agrees on, as what is stressful for one person may have little effect or even a positive impact on others. We all have react to stress differently. First, let's lay some down some groundwork. Spoonam, what are some of your stat- what's your definition of stress? Yes, I agree. There is no one single definition of stress. To me, stress is the gap between the expectation and reality. For example, if I'm expecting something and something else happens, I can feel stressed. So stress to me is a form of mental or emotional pain, which tells me that I need to change something. It could be resetting my expectations or accepting the reality. During the research stage of this podcast, I learned about an interesting and relevant term. Something that stresses someone is called a stressor. I remember that one time I had a long list of stressors, including writing a book report on a big, thick book, actually reading the big, thick book, doing a lot of homework, going to numerous extracurriculars, to name a few. I felt stressed, annoyed that there was so much work assigned to me, and overwhelmed by the sheer amount of work. What are some of your stressors? 
Wow, even I have a long list like you mentioned. So I will give you some of my examples. So the days, you know, I my health is not good, whether it's physical or mental, and I need to deliver, deliver at home, you know, cooking for my family or deliver at work. I do feel that stress. Um, other example, like my family members are not feeling well, so I need to be there for them which may impact my work deliverable. The third thing, you know, relationships, relationship with my kids are, you know, at work. Um, For example, kids have their own stressor, as you were mentioning, and they bring that stress at home. Um, For example, my son, he did not have a good day at school or his test or quiz expectations were not met. He did not get the grade he was expecting and he's upset. So he brings that stress at home and he kind of tried to pass it on to me. And similar thing, you know, my daughter also, she has her own stressors. So that's like regarding the relationship. Other stressor could be, you know, I'm worried about my kid's future. I do not know which college my son is going to go. Will my daughter get a good job, right? So I can be worried for those things. So I talked about relationship with kids, but relationship at work my, with my colleagues, my manager, right? So if my boss is not considerate of my current situation and expecting more than what I can deliver, it can be very stressful. And the tight and unrealistic deadline at work, um, that's also sometimes becomes a stress factor for me. Wow, that really is a long list. How do you feel about managing all those stressors? Yeah, as I said, you know, I can feel overwhelmed, anxious, stressed, irritated, angry. However, I have developed coping skills over the years to manage my stress well. That's great to know. Would you like to share with our listeners some of your coping skills? Absolutely. I will be more than happy to share what worked for me. So when I came new to this country almost 23 years back, I did not take good care of myself. That's the biggest lesson of my journey. It tells me that the self-care should be the highest priority for anyone and everyone. And self-care is not selfish, but it is the need of the hour. So I hope my listener also make self-care as their priority. So what do you mean by self-care? Let me explain to you. You know, uh, when I came new, I was taking care of my family, my work, but I was not paying attention to my own needs, such as eating healthy, exercising, doing the things I used to enjoy and hobbies. I was working like a machine and not finding time for myself. I was putting myself at the bottom of the list. That mindset really had an impact on my well-being. So taking good care of yourself is a, a kind of act to yourself. And as I said, it is the need of the hour. It's not a luxury anymore. Ah. What are some of your habits and activities you do as part of self-care? 
Uh, I cook and eat fresh, healthy food every day. I go for walks. I do meditation and I sleep on time. As well as I help a couple of non-profits like Tarika Foundation with my skills and talents, which give me joy. So this is all part of my self-care. Thank you so much. Now, I can learn from your mistakes and will make self-care my priority by not eating junk food and choosing a healthy lifestyle. When we're talking about a healthy lifestyle, how important is sleep? How do you make sure your children are getting enough sleep? Absolutely. I believe seven to eight hours of sound sleep is necessary for the proper functioning of our body as well as mind. I have a set time for my going to bed. Yeah, there are always exceptions, but majority of the days I have that set time and I do not eat or drink close to bedtime. I, the best part I do to myself is I am not on any technological gadget one hour prior to my bedtime. And what I do before going to bed is I either do meditation or read something positive or write a gratitude journal. And I do believe having such discipline at home helps kids to learn from their parents. So I have been telling my kids about the importance of good sleeping habits, and they have adopted some of these things, as I mentioned before. So my advice to parents is to walk the talk and become an example for your kids as they are watching you and learning from you. You mentioned kids' behavior sometimes becomes a stressor for you. How do you deal with such situations? Do you have any tips for other parents of how to express your feelings on their behavior? Yes, absolutely. So first thing what I do is I just provide my listening ears and practice active listening. Active listening means just listen 100% understand them. Do not provide solution or lectures immediately. The other thing I do is I do not undermine their feelings. I un try my best to understand their issues and I assure them that I feel for them. Once they are telling, done telling their stories, sometimes I paraphrase, check my understanding, and then I ask them what they can do or I can do to make them feel better. So majority of the times, you know, if they're having that safe space or they are feeling heard, respected, they are, you know, already calmed down with their emotions and they maybe already found a solution. So that's what I do with my kids um, so that, you know, they're, uh, they are not feeling stressed, and I am also not feeling stressed with them. That's a great idea. We all want to be heard and feel safe sharing our feelings. It's wonderful that you are providing that space for your children. Earlier, you mentioned work deadlines and conflicting priorities as, as stressors. How do you manage stress around that? Yes, it used to be a huge stressor for me, that conflicting priorities and tight 
deadline when kids were young. I was like, you know, should I take care of my kids' needs or should I focus on work? I used to struggle and I used to bring work stress at home and take home stress at work. Now kids are grown up and are responsible, which is certainly helpful. However, I learned as a working professional that I am responsible for prioritizing my life and career. I need to set up boundaries for me. My manager is not going to ask me to do less work and work will always be there no matter what. So in case of conflicting priorities, I need to evaluate the long-term and short-term effects of my choices. For example, if my child's school volunteer work or a field trip is one-time event and gives me joy, I would choose that. And I can plan things in advance and make an arrangement at work. I, As I said, you know, it's one-time. Work will always be there. You can catch up on that. But that one-time event, if it gives you joy, go for it. So that's how I prioritize. I agree. Sometimes it's hard for working parents to make their choices and not feel guilty. Finally, do you have any tips for people who are struggling to balance work life and juggling multiple balls? Yes, I shared some of the tips already, like making self-care as your top priority. And the reason is if you are not happy, you're not healthy, you cannot take care of your family or your work. So sleep is another important factor to manage your stress. Um, Healthy body, healthy mind definitely will increase your productivity. And setting up healthy boundaries with your colleagues instead of remaining wired or always on mode is another tip. Doing some fun activities with your family and friends always cheers me up and I'm sure it will cheer you up too. And having hobbies is very, very important for me. Like it's an avenue to express my creativity and do something other than my day job. So last but not least, the power of meditation, positive thinking and gratitude uplifts me every day. I start my day with meditation and I end it with gratitude which helps me to regenerate and play my various roles of a mom, a wife, an employee, a friend every day. So as we talked in the beginning, stress is there in the environment, but I do not need to feel stressed with every small things happening in my life. So another tip is whenever a situation comes up in my life, I ask myself, Do I have control over this situation? If I have a solution, then I do not need to worry. And if it is beyond my control and I do not have a solution, then also I do not need to worry or feel stress. So I can protect myself by developing some coping skills and having a healthy lifestyle. And my final tip is if prevention doesn't help you, do not hesitate to take professional help. The bottom line is do something, whether prevention or cure, if you're feeling stressed. 
bottling up your emotions are not healthy i hope all these tips will be helpful to you yeah thank you ponam for sharing your opinions and talking taking time out for your day out of your day for this interview that's the end of our interview everyone for our listeners out there it's crucial to understand that stressors are always there even pre pandemic but it's a key to come up with some coping skills shared by ms punam nagpal asking for help is a strength let us help each other to be stronger and together that is all for our podcast today goodbye folks and have a wonderful day you're listening to mindful beautiful and thriving a podcast series by tharaka foundation as part of our youth series we will be releasing new episodes every friday so make sure to continue to check those out we hope you enjoyed this podcast and thank you so much for listening